This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. What's good, everybody? If I had some breaking news sounders, I would be playing them right now. I'm just Joey Powell, but I'm here as part of InsideCarolina.com's Coast to Coast podcast because we got a little bit of breaking news for you. Uh, we have a commitment instant pod, not to be confused with instant pot, instapot. You know, a lot of you guys probably have significant others or maybe yourselves cook food in those. No, this is different. This is an instant pod, instant reaction, talking about a commitment for Hubert Davis and the basketball heels uh, here on Coast to Coast on InsideCarolina.com. I appreciate you guys joining us, whether you're on YouTube or listening to us via audio. That's awesome. You know it's a big deal because I'm actually taking time out of my vacation with Mi Familia to come to you guys because, I mean, if Sherelle and Sean are ready to talk, I got to be here to make sure that things stay on the rails while they're giving you so much knowledge your head's going to spin. So, We appreciate you being here. If you haven't, follow us on social, on YouTube, whatever. Subscribe. Make sure you're getting this type of content. And when there are big announcements like this that we're having right now, today, you won't miss it. So, boys, without further ado, going to bring in Sean Moran and Sherelle McMillan, the two guys that actually make this show what it is every time. Fellas, we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Seth Trimble from Minamani Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, folks may know Minamani Falls because a young man named J.P. Tokoto once graced the court and the campus in Chapel Hill from that same area. And Seth Trimble, 6'3", 185. Sean, let me hear about his game, man. Yeah, so 6'3", uh, 175, 185, depending on, on where you're at. And I, I think a lot of people always talk about being a three-level scorer, uh, but I think uh, Trimble is a guy that, that can actually do that. Uh, most importantly for him is is how explosive he is. And I think, you know, everybody remembers J.P. Tokido. And there are some similarities when they do uh, go up off of two feet in terms of how, how they rise. So I think in the, the videos, you'll see some similarities. But once again, he's a point guard, um, very good at getting downhill and attacking. Um, you know, I think a lot of times you see, see guards and, and point guards that they, they prefer either the left to right crossover or right to left. They have a preference for him. You know, he can do both, both sides um, equally as well. And he also has a very strong in and out move. So, you know, with those two, he's able to, to really freeze the defender and, and get a step on them. And then he can get to the paint where once again, he is extremely explosive off of two feet. Uh, so he can, he can get to the rim. He can finish at the rim. He can take contact uh, with his explosive, explosive leaping ability um and you know upper body and then you know from from a outside and shooting perspective he's uh very comfortable getting into the mid-range you know if he's not able to get all the way to the basket taking a step back and and hitting from 15 to 17 um from the three-point line he shot 35 percent in the high school season 
you know, I'm coming off of watching a fair amount of highlight videos. So I feel like I haven't seen, seen a miss in, in quite some time. Um, <laughs> but I think in general, he's, you know, he's, he's got a pretty quick release. He's got a high, high arcing shot. Uh, and he, and he can, he's comfortable like most, most high school kids these days of, of beyond the NBA three point line. I think in terms of when he does get to, to UNC, cause there have been obviously a lot of guards that have struggled somewhat freshman year. I think for him, it's uh he tends to bring the ball down to his knees um, a lot. So I think just trying to quicken that just a tad will, will help him going forward. But you have a guy, you know, 24 says him has him ranked 101. I think everybody has talked about the bump that he will get when they come up with the rankings. Uh, Riles has him at 34. So I don't know if he'll go that high, but I think, you know, you are looking at a, at a, at a legit four-star point guard um, that is most more explosive than a lot of the other point guards in the country right now. It feels like a top 50 kid to me, but again, I don't watch half the stuff that you guys do. And I will say, I know it's a highlight reel, but I've seen a couple of instances where he is not afraid to punch on some people in, in uh, that's punch on people for our listeners, not punch people. Uh, he's not afraid to yam on some people in traffic, which we'll get to a question that you guys know I'm going to ask in a little bit. So, so we'll put a, a pin in that for a second. Uh, Sherelle, let us know how this recruitment went down that led to uh, Mr. Trimble making his verbal commitment to the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, I, I want to say, I think the first thing we need to address is that he didn't get this offer because J.P. Toko was his brother. I think right. some people might see that and say, oh, well, Carolina is just doing him a favor. No, the kid can play. And if he couldn't play, UNC wouldn't be recruiting him. So I think that needs to be said to start with. Uh, from there, you know, it really, I think, picked up when Hubert Davis became head coach. Uh, Brad Frederick is his primary assistant, and there was some communication from Frederick uh, and, and Davis and, and Trimble there for a couple of weeks, uh, probably a couple of weeks after uh, Hebrew Davis got the job. And I think that those conversations led to more conversations, which led uh, to the eventual scholarship offer in May, which led to the official visit being scheduled. And, um, you know, I think the official visit was, was a big deal for Trimble because, you know, when, when, you're, when you go somewhere when you're 11 or 10 or nine, you know, of course it's gonna seem like magical in the most right. wonderful place of all time. Everything is Disney World at that age. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, he's 16 now, will be 17 in a little bit. And so you have a different perspective, you know, as a teenager than you did as a little kid. So I think going back and just seeing if those same feelings were evoked uh, when he went to Chapel Hill was a big deal. And then just, you know, hearing Hubert Davis's plan for him, I think was a really big deal too. Um, just knowing that he still wants to continue to play with pace and, you know, put the ball in Trimble's hands and, and let him go get up the court and, and kind of do what he does. Uh, so I think all those things should be considered uh, when, you, when you start talking about his recruitment and, and kind of how it played out. Uh, I would add that one of the questions we had, I think, about Hubert Davis, me and Sean talked about this in that podcast that we did the day before he was hired when we were going over all the candidates was how well will he communicate and identify targets? And I think you know, right now, he, I think he's nailing it out of the park, honestly. Um, there's probably one offer that didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, there's no need to name names, but probably one offer that we kind of shook our heads at. But the rest I know collectively, of them, the three of us did, but yeah. <laughs> right, right. But the rest of them, um, you know, he's done a tremendous job. I think the Trimble one is, is a perfect example. This is a player who's ascending, you know, a player who uh, is getting better, who's, you know, opening up eyes nationally. And UNC jumped into the recruitment. They secured an official visit and then they locked him up, you know, pretty soon thereafter. Um, and that takes a lot of coordination between the staff and it takes a head coach who really has a clear vision of what he wants to do. 
I love that you pointed out that sequence too, because not to toot y'all's horns, but toot toot, because it, we talked about once this thing opened up and once the staff got into place and visits were allowed to start happening on campus again, there's going to be a lot more of this just warp speed process. And it seems that not only have they adapted well, they've adapted well for a new staff, uh, which you know speaks to not only Coach Davis, but uh, his assistants as well. Um, Sherelle, it seems like he, he is growing. His game is improving rapidly, which we often see at players his age. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys this. At 6'3", he could still grow a, a little bit more, too. Do you think that's going to happen? I mean, you, you consider, you know, JP was a pretty uh, pretty tall kid um, and played, you know, again, he played more of a wing. But do we think Seth could actually grow another inch or two being just 16 now? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I stopped growing at like fourteen. I've been five. I've been five eight and a half for like twenty years now. So, um, what about you? Do you think you think you put some, <laughs> some more height on? Um, no, it's a great question. I mean, I, I guess the, the one I would want to know is: is he a legit six three right now, or is he more, mm. you know, a six one and a half, six two, and he grows into that six three, or does he grow into that that six four? I mean, you know, not maybe we'll talk about this, but I think I think one thing you know, we're all talking about him ascending and not to jump, you know, a few years down the line, but usually UNC has been pretty lucky with get, you know, really from the time Roy Williams arrived of having these, you know, five-star or high four-star players that for whatever reason, there was some type of NBA deficiency that kept them in school, uh, you know, two, three years. And, and here's a, a player who, you know, maybe it's, you know, probably not like Kobe White, but at the same time, he has kind of some NBA attributes that could make him yeah that could make him attractive uh earlier than you might imagine somebody at his current ranking so just something to kind of you know keep in mind but once again if he if he does grow um you know i think he, he has the ability to play both point guard and and off the ball and i think um that that's kind of how unc probably imagines imagines him being able to to play uh both guard spots um in chapel hill yeah uh, joey and if if he grows to six four or six five, I mean you're you're talking about kind of a rare a rare deal, you know, yeah. someone with his build. Uh, he's not a skinny kid, you know, with his athleticism and all the you know the other requisite skills he has. You, you're talking about something really unique if he's able to grow to six four or six five. I mean he's unique now, but even more so, you know, if he grows a few inches. That's kind of where my head was going. Is if you look at him now, he doesn't look like. Uh, you know, you're, he doesn't look like Marcus Page, right? And, and I mentioned that because obviously the ties with Marcus and, and uh, Seth's brother. All right, guys, uh, humor me here. I'm going to ask this. By the way, I want to go back. No, Sean did not say that Seth Trimble is going to be Kobe White. But he did say that there are some potential parallels in their measurables. I want to make sure we pump the brakes so there's no, uh, so that there's no selective hearing going on. But um, you, you got to humor me here. You know I'm going to ask. The videos that I've seen of Seth Trimble looks like he's got a little bit of dog in him. Do you think that's fair to say? Sherelle, I'll go to you first. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, and again, I, I said this last time, I, I need to ask why, Bob, but it's definitely there. Just talking to him on the phone, kind of talking to people in his circle, there's definitely a chip on his shoulder. Um, and I think that bodes well for, for, for UNC. Again, uh, you know, having that at the point guard spot is different than having it at some other spots, especially yeah. with his defensive, you know, acumen or prowess, whatever you want to use. Someone with a chip on their shoulder with his size and athleticism playing defense uh, is kind of the lead, you know,
know, of your defense can be really impactful and can really disrupt what the offense wants to do on the opposing team. So even even if he comes in, let's just say, you know, he comes in and he doesn't need to score a ton. He can still really impact the game defensively because not only can he guard point guards, but he should be able to guard, you know, college twos as well, just because of his build and his athleticism. Yeah, he does have some range and he moves his hips really well. All right, Sean, last question before we uh, I give you guys your parting shots and we get out of here on this special edition commitment pod, uh, talking about Seth Trimble out of Minamani Falls, Wisconsin. Sean, explain how a player with this skill set will fit with what the roster looks to be when he gets here. And I realize that's asking you to play Nostradamus a little bit, but assuming who, you know, most general, uh, I guess, general knowledge will tell you will be on the roster. How do you see a player like Seth Trimble fitting in? Yeah, I mean, I think we can all expect, granted, we, we said this last year, but I think the the a betting man would, would bet that Caleb Love will not be around for a third year in Chapel Hill. So that would leave really R.J. Davis as the primary uh, ball handler, uh, you know, what, what should be a junior R.J. Davis or a third year R.J. Davis. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of, of the fit, you know, point guard is, is one of the necessities in this re- recruiting class that they are able to lock in early along with, uh, along with a big man. And they'll, they'll probably still look at a little bit more on the big. So here you have two, two competent ball handlers. I think, uh, you know, their, their strengths and weaknesses kind of uh, mesh well together where, uh, you know, once again, Trimble's a little, little bigger, a little more powerful, um, definitely a better finisher at the rim. I think RJ is the, the better, the better shooter, but now you have you know, Trimble who can, if it's a bigger point guard, he can, um, you know, he can guard, uh, guard the one or guard the two. So they can, they can switch off. And I, you know, it also gives Hebert Davis the ability to, you know, could he start from day one quite possibly, but at the same time gives them a little flexibility that maybe he comes off the bench early on and is able to, to grow into that, into that role. So I think the fit is definitely there. Um, and I think, you know, Carolina could use a, a player like him where he can handle the ball, uh, he can shoot it, but he can really get to the rim and finish. And then as Sherelle mentioned defensively, I think that's where he can, you know, he can set the tone as an aggressive defender, um, you know, pressuring the, the opposing ball handler, full court, half court, however they want to play. I mean, even some of the video I was watching, he was guarding Patrick Baldwin in a high school game who's, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, and he's a little more, you know, he's a little more on the skinny side. So it wasn't a problem for him guarding him. And he was able to, for the most part, keep him out of the paint. Um, so I think the fit is there and, and should mesh well with, with what we think will be a third year RJ Davis, as well as uh, whoever else they have on the wing. Yeah. Tar Hill fans should definitely be excited if nothing else for the, I think the savvy uh, that, that Trimble brings to Chapel Hill. And, and again, looking at how this class is starting to stack up and how quickly things have started to materialize. Uh, Sherelle, any final thoughts you want to add as to maybe how, uh, how this speaks for what the staff is hoping to pull together in, in just a few short months? Yeah, I, I, it's a big win for UNC. Um, you know, the, they've had three players come out of Wisconsin in the last 35 years. Joe Wolf. JP Tokoto and now Seth Trimble. Uh, so it's not an easy place for UNC to recruit from. And then I would, I would add just a, a couple of other things. Um, as far as we talked about identification and communication, you know, recruiting is relationships. And I know that sounds cliche, 
But when you're UNC and you're able to find any kind of advantage in recruiting within the margins, you have to take advantage of it. And they did that, uh, you know, with Seb Trimble. Uh, so, you know, again, kudos to them just in how fast this all went and how they were able to identify, communicate, uh, recruit, and then get a commitment. And then number two, I would say <clears throat> just a general PSA. You know, I like to do these every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> let's let's view Seth Trimble as Seth Trimble and not as J.P. Tokido's brother. It's very easy just because there's familiarity with Tokido because the way they jump looks exactly the same. And, you know, they, they look alike to just say, oh, that's J.P. Tokido's brother. And then apply everything that we saw from J.P. Tokido to Seth Trimble. Um, so let's not do that. Uh, he, he's his own player and he's going to build and create his own legacy at UNC. So just just my PSA to fans is to view him as his own player, his own person. See, man, I love that delicate context that you bring back to us and make sure that <laughs> you kind of rein the fans in, but you're doing a service to the young man as well, allowing him to be him, nothing more, nothing less. All right, Sean, give me two pennies before we get out of here. Sure. So the first one, I think, you know, for over the last month or so, we've always been talking about these June visits and, and what are we looking for? And I think, you know, we talked several times about that June 15th and 16th official dates and, and how would that turn out? And you kind of always felt that there would be the pressure on, you know, either Bradley or, or Trimble to potentially commit. And, and now we're seeing Trimble do that just a few days after he was on, on campus. Um, so I think, you know, once again, UNC played that very well to lock that in before the July uh, recruiting period. And then speaking of the July recruiting period, I'm looking forward to, you know, after watching a bunch of highlight videos of getting out and, and seeing Trimble in person, uh, you know, I think the explosiveness is there. That That is easily evident from, you know, from the video. Um, I'm just looking to see, you know, how big is he really, you know, what is his, his quickness level and um, just watching him in person against some of the best competition in the country. And Hey, Tar Heel fans do not need to tremble about the future of point guard in Chapel Hill anytime soon. And guys, I'm going to make one last supposition before we get out of here. I think I know what put Seth Trimble over the edge to come to Carolina. I think he went to Johnny T-shirt on his visit. <laughs> I think when they were on Franklin Street, they ended up at Johnny T-shirt. Seth and his family, I probably got a little, a little wisdom from J.P. Tokido, having spent his time in Chapel Hill. He knew about Johnny T-shirt said, hey, y'all. Let me scoop you to something. Took them into Johnny T and they saw the amount of UNC stuff that you can purchase from Johnny T-shirt right there on West Franklin Street in Chapel Hill. Uh, JohnnyT-shirt.com, owned by alumni, managed by alumni, big Tar Heel fans. They are big fans of Inside Carolina. And I'm going to guess they're probably going to be big fans of Seth Trimble, Seth Trimble just as they were with his brother, J.P. Tokito. So, I'm sure that family saw Johnny T-shirt, saw the, the logo merchandise that Johnny T-shirt had to offer, and were like, hey, we're not going to get this anywhere else. How and could you say no to Johnny T-shirt? You can't. I mean, it's, it's, you, you got Hubert Davis asking. He's like, oh, by the way, just, just see Johnny T-shirt? <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what happened. Inside Carolina Premium subscribers know they get the extra 10% off the top. So show Johnny T-shirt some love. Use your extra 10%. Get all the good swag at all the good prices. Uh, and again, that's just a little editorial, um, little editorial supposition by yours truly. But congratulations to Seth Trimble and his family um, putting into their to his recruitment, committing to the University of North Carolina and Hubert Davis and staff. Uh, today, we appreciate Sherelle McMillan and Sean Moran, as always, delivering the goods right here for you as the news breaks on InsideCarolina.com. And for Sherelle and for Sean, 
I'm just Joey Powell. This has been the Coast to Coast Commitment Sudden Edition, uh, announcing or following Seth Trimble's announcement that he's coming to Chapel Hill. Appreciate you guys listening. Remember, subscribe, rate, review us. We'll check you next time here on the Coast to Coast Podcast on InsideCarolina.com. Late. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.